with your heart chakra, I'm being pushed away. So it feels like you've built a little cage around yourself where you put these a little bit of wall or some kind of barrier around your heart. And I don't know if you've been hurt before or you had to deal with some type of loss or you felt you lost something. But it's even if I'm doing it now, I feel I'm moving back. So for me, that means you've you've created this beautiful safe space in your heart that's preventing you, or you did it so you don't get hurt again, if I'm going to say that. Meditation, keto diet, astrology, tapping, tapping, psychic, kombucha tea. Join a skeptic and an optimist once a month to test the latest in alternative living fads and fashions. Find out what they are about, what works for us, and well, what doesn't. With your resident skeptic, Paige Muller, and your resident optimist, Jessica Bash. Welcome, Welcome to, to Testing, testing the, the Alternative. Welcome to this episode of Testing the Alternative. Today we are talking about Reiki, Ray like the sunshine. We did pronounce it incorrectly for a while, but we definitely have the right pronunciation now. Thank you, Jesus, we're good. Jess, you're going under the healing hands. Do you have any nerves going into the experience? You're going to be our little guinea pig. Yeah, so, okay, Reiki. First off, what the heck is it? We don't really know. We've kind of just done a very brief search and apparently it's energy healing with the hands, like you said, Paige. And I don't really know. I don't know if someone can heal my energy. There's a lot going on with my energy, so I, I don't know. You know, <laughs> There's always a Girl lot going on. messed up energy. <laughs> so I'm not really sure about the whole healing my energy. I don't know how you can just use your hands to, I don't know. But, you know, this seems to be a thing that a lot of people are doing these days. So I am very open to trying it and seeing what it could possibly do for me. But I know you don't believe it at all. So no. So like you say, I mean, we're talking, we're getting deep into the unknown here for me. <laughs> we're talking, you're not actually physically touching the person. And there are chakras involved, but I understand it's very popular. So I was asking around, right, as one does prior to this episode to figure out, does anyone know what this is really? Has anyone tried it? And funnily enough, one of my coworkers, Rebecca, shout out to Rebecca, she had tried Reiki and she said she also went in quite skeptical. So exciting, right? They did it to her and then they said there was some kind of blockage in her throatal area. Listen, don't know. But they said, do you mind if I just flick it? And they flicked it and apparently she like launched forward, like almost like gagging. And they said, there are things you're holding on to. There are things you're not saying. And apparently she was like, yes, there are things that I have been holding on to. And she found it to be a very, I don't know if this is the word, but a transcendental kind of experience. Like it, it, it was great. A lot of people come out with those stories. I didn't know that they actually like flick. I don't know what I'm going to do if someone flicks me. <laughs> I but I mean, my understanding was consent <laughs> consent was found first. like what <laughs> they did ask may I please just flick your throat a little bit and she was like ready to talk about this thing. that's amazing and you know what she's not the only one who has the story and I think you know 
I don't know if there's any scientific backing to this at all, but it seems to be doing something. So I'm happy to walk in with an open mind and, you know, see what it's about. And um, the doctor that we are going to, it's Dr. Sunaina. She is a homeopath. She's not just, you know, it's not like she doesn't have an education. She has got a background in a form of uh, medicine. So I don't know, you know, maybe there's something to it. Maybe there isn't. I... Chakras, you know, you hear about them a lot in yoga. A lot of people have like those bracelets to balance out your chakras and, you know. Is that what those plastic things are? Is that Yeah, you get like, you know, those bead bracelets and they have the different chakra colors. Because I think each chakra down your body has oh. a different color. And then, I don't know, there's certain beads that, you know, kind of help balance it out. <laughs> I'm not not too big on the chakra scene. (laughs) The second you're buying a bracelet for your chakras, I'm like, yes, chakras, but also capitalism. Let's talk about that for a minute. You see, this is why I need to watch it too, because I'm like, me. (laughs) I'm very excited. But like you say, Dr. Sunaina, she also practices um, as a lecturer um, in the homeopathic uh, healing kind of thing. She's studied this. She practices regularly. So we do have a trained professional on our hands. And that for me is, I mean, as far as it goes, you know, you are dealing with someone who knows homeopathic medicine. That That is comforting. It's comforting to know that we've found the right professional. And I would say we're about to send Jessica into the experience, guys. So if you hear a change in the sound quality, it's because Jess is in the room and I am in Dublin. So I am here via Zoom and I'm watching the experience whether we love it, whether we hate it, whatever the case may be, please give it a try for yourself. You know, don't take our word for it. Give it a go. Even if it doesn't work for Jess <laughs> in this next segment, please give it a go. I think that's exactly it, Paige. We're just trying it to expose you to it, to let you know what's out there. Whether it works for us or not, you know, take your own piece of information from it and decide for yourself if you're going to do it or not. Because mm. we're, we're only going to base it on what we know. And we don't know everything. Yeah. And we're definitely not doctors. So also, if you're concerned about this, please contact your healthcare professional. Absolutely. Thank Always. You. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Safety don't be out here telling me, hey, I got Reiki and these guys told me it was a good idea. Next thing you know, the healing hands have not worked for you at all. Yeah. And so I also, I'm not, I'm not sure if I believe in the whole chakra thing. I know they use it with yoga and stuff, but... I don't know. I think I'd have to do more research into what exactly are your chakras and, you know, what does that got to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm keen to actually drop, we'll do a whole episode on just like understanding the chakras because me too, I'm keen on the different levels of chakra. Where did this come from? You know, I have no idea what a chakra is, but we have been talking about chakras for a, a lot. And it's used so. so much in mainstream these days, like there's not a single person who doesn't just throw out the word chakra, but what is it really? I don't know. It could straight up just be our friends. <laughs> well, yeah, our friends are very much into this, so. We've got some hippie bullshit friends that weigh on my soul. I'm talking to you, Colette. Hear me. I'm talking to you. The best part is like Paige is like the only one who doesn't like this stuff, but all of her friends are like, hey, you should totally try this. You should do this. And I I actually don't know how we are your friends. I really don't know. 
That's straight up why we couldn't have another one of them on the episode right now, because it would just be three of you going, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. We should, everyone should just get their chakras aligned. I'm very keen to see what this is about and if it actually does anything. So let's go. So with Reiki, how it basically works, right? Reiki is like an ancient Japanese um, tradition. I told you that the body is made up of energy. And as soon as something energetically, we feel off, we produce symptoms. And that's the only time we, we know something is wrong. When we get a headache, when we get a, a pain in our neck, when we have a tummy ache, that's when we know something is wrong. But the more we start listening to our body, intuitively, intuitively listening to our body, um, we would see how we feel. It's like, you know, when you enter a space, right? If I have to go to, oh, I'm going to say, I'm trying to think of a place to go to. If I'm <laughs> going to go to the mall right now, and I, or I enter a shop, but if I walk into the shop and automatically, I don't know what it is, no one has spoken to me, but I just feel guarded, or I feel, um, I don't feel myself. Mm. Where is that coming from? Mm. If we ask ourselves, that's coming from our intuition, from our gut. Because mm. on a subconscious level, we all have, we all are gifted with intuition. So we feel something is off there, and we automatically maybe leave this place, or we just feel guarded. Or when we enter another space, we don't, we could have been feeling horrible previously, but Something about the vibration picks our spirits up and we feel so good. And that's the energy. Very few times will I physically touch your body, Mm -hmm. but it's always working from a level above. In terms of, so all I'm doing is adding these Reiki symbols all along your body to balance your chakras and to balance where I feel there's an imbalance in your body. That's all that I'm doing throughout the session while you are calm and relaxed and in a safe space, right? Can I ask you before we start, because I always want to put a frequency on. Okay. What what do you wish to achieve from the session? How do you want to feel after? Less stress, less anxious. Okay. (laughs) I'm feeling very anxious lately, so... Okay. More trusting in myself, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to put on a frequency... To, to imbibe that vibe. Okay. What I'm going to do is, uh, before I start the scan, mm-hmm. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to gently take a deep breath in and slowly release it. And do it again for the second time. A deep breath in and gently release. And I want you to take yourself, so continuously throughout the treatment, find yourself a safe place where you feel most calm, most safe. For me, with your heart chakra, I'm being pushed away. So it feels like you've built a little cage around yourself where you put these, a little bit of wall or some kind of barrier around your heart. And I don't know if you've been hurt before or you had to deal with some type of loss or you felt you lost something. But it's, even if I'm doing it now, I feel I'm moving back. So for me, that means you've you've created this beautiful safe space in your heart that's preventing you, or you did it so you don't get hurt again, if I'm going to say that there, right? So your plexus is, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What do I need to do? If you have, you have a good sense of it, but again, the doubt is always seeping in from somewhere. It's 
like, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that. So you have all these beautiful ideas or beautiful things you wish to do, but somewhere it's, it's doubt and it's self-doubt actually. Feel heat in certain spaces, or how did you feel? Yeah, I don't know. It felt like you put a heater on me in some places. I literally felt hot. Like, yes. it was one point. I don't know. If, I don't know what because I was my eyes were closed, so yes. I don't know what was happening. But yes. like here, the heat just went down as yes. if you put like a hot blanket on me. <laughs> so yeah, that I felt, and then definitely like around here, lots yes. of heat. Um, Paige, I was saying. I felt my heart fighting her. Every time anything came here, it was like, get away from me. <laughs> and I have no idea what's happening, but I'm going to tell you what I picked up, right? Listening to you guys, and, I, and I'm saying we didn't even speak prior. Yeah, right? there was no conversation we before didn't speak that. So I don't know what's happening, but I'll tell you what I picked up, and I don't know if I'm okay. putting Your heart has a lot of sadness. Yeah. I mean, I did, so a lot happened last year. And I'd seen you at the beach. Also, oh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking about the whole time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was my same place. I was in the on the beach. I think you're walking. On I the was beach. walking on the beach. Okay, <laughs> that is so crazy. Okay, <laughs> so that's why I you. I noticed while you were doing everything on Jessica, you lingered on her chest and on her kind of lower stomach area a lot. Yes. Did you notice particularly sticky blockages? Then what chakras are those? So when I went onto her solar plexus, for me that I felt blockages. So how I feel blockages okay. is I literally I don't know if you I don't know see because I'm not watching myself. So I don't know if you see me move back a little bit or I don't know. But for me that's telling me that um, that space is blocked and it needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel it, yeah. right? And there was like no heat in that space. Uh, so therefore, and then you asked another question earlier, over every single chakra, I almost did an anti-clockwise movement with my hands like this here. And then, yeah. so it's because uh, those spaces were blocked. So then I um, remove negative energy and then I have a candle lighting. So I don't think you've seen that. So I always blow it towards uh, no. the candle. So what happens is uh, it's blown towards the candle to grab the negative energy. Otherwise, the energy stays in the space. But I was wondering, how does the modern medicine react to the concept of writing to homeopathic medicine, acupuncture? I know acupuncture is occasionally prescribed yes. by some normal mm. GPs. Yes. Um, but how are they taking the concept of writing? Mm. Unfortunately, I think it's, I'm going to say it as it is, they think it's a whole lot of nonsense. Yes. Um, you know, and which is which is fair and understandable because even when I was taught and I studied homeopathy, right? So homeopathy in South Africa is a five-year degree, but now they've changed it because I qualified in 2008. Whereas now I'm also a clinician at the University of Johannesburg in the homeopathic clinic, but the degree has now changed. So when I studied, it was just plain a homeopathic degree. My first three years was... Um, as a doctor would study. So we did anatomy, physiology, microbiology, uh, pharmacology. And then from Sotya onwards, we started doing homeopharmacology and learning about homeopathic remedies and that type of thing there. So um, it's also very much a Western background, a homeopathy. It's just our form of medicating and what we prescribe is different. Um, because we, the whole use is very much holistic and it's not anything to harm the body. 
But for myself, uh, it was just to swap from one to the other, which didn't make sense to me yeah. because I still felt as a homeopath, I wasn't addressing uh, the conditions people were coming. Because if I, if someone comes to me continuously over and over again, I'm going to say for a knee pain injury, and I can inject them with homeopathic injections, but it doesn't go away, then unless there's a physical deformity there, then I would understand. But there's something preventing the person from moving forward in life, and that's what our knees do. So for me, I want, I was always looking for something that ties in the, uh, the physical symptoms to a mental, emotional aspect and link it up like that. Um, what do you have to say to people like that, given all these case studies? They're still saying, you know, there are no proven benefits, but there's no proven harm. Yes, what I agree. What do you think about that when it comes to Reiki? So I'm going to say you have to give it a try. It's it's all good and fair because even homeopathy, if you see, um, when I just studied it at that point, everybody says homeopathic is just a placebo effect. There is no actual medication in it. But then why are people benefiting from it? So that was Jessica's experience under the healing hands of Dr. Sunaina. Before we really jump into the nuances of what Jess felt and how it went, I think, you know, from a little bit of that post-discussion, I think you can tell that Jess enjoyed herself, um, which was interesting. I was on the other side of the screen looking a little bit skeptical. I mean, at one stage, you know, Dr. Sunaina did blow Jessica's bad energy into a candle. Okay, what the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> I didn't see any of that. My eyes were closed. <laughs> I know, your eyes were closed. So I'm watching all of this going, all right, no, it's cool. And then Dr. Sunaina was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't even know what I look like when I do that. I was like, damn good point. Mm. I'm just sitting there looking, oh, that's weird. But anyway, so what had happened through the process was, you know, Dr. Sunaina did a scan with her hands, found places that she said, Jessica looked as though or felt her energy. Oh, God, this is going to be so hard for me. <laughs> Maybe I should explain what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, okay. What had happened was. <laughs> Our favorite line. So before I even arrived to the room, there are certain like procedures that have to happen to cleanse the air and cleanse the energy in the room. So there's certain crystals that have to put, be put down. Um, Dr. Sunaina did not actually even need to like physically touch me. So basically she just kind of did, she used her hands. So they used their hands to go and then scan the different chakras that you have in your body from your head all the way down to your feet. I gave her no prior information. So she actually usually does sit down with her clients beforehand and has a bit of a discussion just, you know, to give her a little bit of guidance of what to look for. But we got carried away and we just, we didn't do that at all. We just kind of like jumped into it. And so she was basically just scanning my body and my chakras. And then she would just kind of tell me a few different things. Basically after the scan, she's like, okay, well, she can see where my areas are without me even giving her guidance on this. And yeah. then she started um, what she would call like the energy healing or like opening up my chakras and rebalancing them. And she put some crystals on me because, you know, different tools for different energies so that was one of her tools she used the crystals and then like you said Paige there was like a candle that she used because she said that's how she wants to get rid of bad energy like she needs yeah. to blow it the away bad energy needs to go somewhere is what she specifically said and that she had cleansed the room prior to our appointment which is something she always does so that there's no residual energies from anyone else so the crystals that she uses which aren't necessary in the process as she said 
but she likes to use them. She had also sterilized so that no one else's energy is on it. So it's almost like the energy that's touching. So she cleanses herself so that you're getting energy essentially from the universe. And that's kind of where I want to jump into the, the formal, if you'd like, definition of Reiki, which I got from medicalnewstoday.com. The word Reiki means mysterious atmosphere or miraculous sign. It comes from the Japanese word Rei, meaning universal, and Ki, meaning energy. Reiki is a type of energy healing, as we said earlier. This is one of the few things that we actually knew about Reiki going in. The only thing. According to the only thing. <laughs> the only thing we knew. According to the practitioners, energy can stagnate in your body where there has been physical injury or what's interesting is emotional pain. At times, these energy blockages can cause illness. And this is something that Dr. Sunaina said as well, is that everything is linked in the body. So that's the belief is that you have these energies that flow. And what's interesting to me, Jason, tell me if you agree with this, because I am the kind of person who can mission through a problem. I, there's a problem going on now. I'll steamroll right through it. You know, everyone always tells me you're, you're not emotional, blah, blah, blah. But I've actually steamrolled right through the problem, fixed the problem. And then afterwards, I actually get sick, physically ill. This happens to my mom as well. It's So, I mean, there's something that tastes in my mouth true there. Well, so if you think of it, stress and anxiety has proven to cause illness. That's not a no. new thing. Doctors are, you know, maybe becoming more accepting of it. There's a huge mental health crisis around the world right now. So they are placing more focus on it. And there's a lot of research um, showing the link between stress, anxiety, and illness. You can read a book. Um, it's called uh, When the Body Says No. Um, and it's basically people who have pushed through certain things in their life. They haven't dealt with it. And then eventually they do get sick and then they deal with it and it miraculously disappears. And, you know, at that point, doctors will call it a miracle and no one really digs into, wait, what actually happened? And a couple of people are doing that. So stress definitely makes you sick. We cannot deny that. Right. And we all do that. We're in, we live in a world where we have to power through a lot of different things. And we very, um, very often don't stop to say, Hey, how am I actually feeling? What is this doing to me? How can I cope better with this? And I think that's a big problem that we have in our world. And maybe that's why alternative healing is starting to pick up a little bit because we're almost having to stop and go we can't be pushing through like this and just keep getting sick. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. And the modern day Reiki that we use, there's a person who invented it who, God help me, I'm not going to try with the name. I'm going to butcher it so badly. But he developed the practice that we use today in its modern form in 1922. But I just want to add that this has been used for 2,500 years plus. So this is truly an ancient form of healing. Um, and the idea behind it is that what practitioners believe, should I say, is that improving the flow of energy around your body can enable relaxation, relief of pain, speed up healing, and reduce some of those symptoms of illness and of stress. But, and here's where it gets interesting. Hit me. It is popular, right? We know it's popular. There is, and this is according to the National Institute of Health. Okay. There is very little evidence that is provided by any that there are any kind of clinical benefits. 
So practitioners claim that Reiki enables relaxation, but few research findings actually support any specific health benefits. Um, but the, an the anecdotal evidence, so the, the kind of testimony from the likes of you and other people, you know, people say, yes, it did. I actually came across a study where, where <laughs> this is funny to me, I'm sorry, because there is a lot of, like uh, Dr. Sunaina said, there is a lot of skepticism online from the medical profession, from the medical fraternity about the, the use of Reiki. But there was a study done on medical professionals who were experiencing burnout from, you know, obviously they work very hard in the hospitals. They're always up, they're always down. They found, these medical professionals overwhelmingly found that it actually did help with their stress. So that's that's funny, a little bit ironic, but they can't prove it. They can't test it. They can't, there's no clinical research trial that's been done with any kind of scientific gravitas. You know, they say, scientists note that high quality research into its effectiveness is lacking. So that's not to say it's not working, but it's to say the research hasn't really been done appropriately yet. And that's interesting. So I'd like to hear some of your anecdotal... So, you know, I was thinking, you know, because there aren't, like you said, a lot of scientific backings to Reiki and what it can do. And I was thinking, well, obviously, because unless you can study my whole internal world pre and post and put some kind of like frequency to that and measure it, I don't know how you're going to prove that this, this works. So I think it really does come down for me to people's experiences because I... I don't even know how they would measure this. What I will say is that I'm not sold on like the energy healing part of it. Okay. I'm, I'm still not sure what that means and what that feels like and what that is. Okay. So, I mean, okay, where to start? Let's just go. After she did, you know, the whole thing, she sat down and she just said, well, I'm going to discuss certain things with you. And then I started engaging. I thought, you know, okay, let me open up to this. Let's, because if I'm just going to sit here and be quiet, we're probably going to get nothing out of it. So let me, yeah. you know, indulge her a little bit. And, you know, some people think, oh, are they just trying to put predictions on you or tell you how you feel and stuff? And I don't think Dr. Sunaina did that at all. I think she was absolutely amazing at just kind of almost guiding me to open up my emotions <laughs> okay um but one thing in terms of energy there is two things that happened that kind of freaked me out that and I'm still like what yeah. what was that so she came to my heart when she did my body scan she came to my heart chakra I think it's called the heart chakra um and she said it's very closed off. There's a cage built around it. It's extremely closed off. And now, okay, I can agree with that. That's fine. That's nothing. There's no new information to that. I totally agree with that. So cool. Whatever. Anyone could have really said that, right? But when she did the um, energy healing part of it, so to say, where she actually now goes and tries to heal your energy, yeah. when she came to my heart that second time, so when she first did the scan, I didn't feel anything. When she came to my heart, it started freaking out. Like, it just started, like, pumping, pumping, pumping. And I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. And then as soon as she went down to, like, the next chakra, it calmed down. You said it also felt hot. Yeah. So, discussion, like, yeah, you feel the heat of the hands. 
So they like every time she put her hands over you, you felt the heat. And again, I I don't know. That's just like heat transfer from body to body. I don't know. But but she wasn't touching you, was she? Because you said in there that it felt like someone had put a warm blanket on you. Oh yeah, like certain parts of my body, it just felt like yeah, someone turned on a heater, and I was like, oh, this is really nice and calming and great. But not by my heart. My heart was freaking out. And then she actually went away. I didn't really feel any other sensations in my body. But then she came back to my heart. And again, it just like, it just That's knew cool. that there was someone there. My eyes were closed. I couldn't see her. Okay, fine. I could probably sense where she was. But why would my heart just, you know, freak out like that? And when she moved everywhere else, it was completely mm-hmm. fine. So I said to her, I could feel my heart like saying, hey, back the hell up. Get away from me. And I suppose that kind of reconfirms, yeah, it is shut. It is very shut at the moment. And I, I can take that for granted. But that was a weird physical, physical reaction, response. which I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then the second thing that I found really, really interesting is she asked me to visualize a safe space. Okay. We didn't talk about the safe space or anything. And at the end, she knew exactly what that safe space was, which freaked me out. Because when I first started visualizing it, I just visualized waves at an ocean, okay? Mm. And then I was like, no, that's not quite it. It's not doing it, okay? So then I just like, okay, well, let me look at the beach. And I was like, yeah, that's also not doing it. And then I was like, no, I need to walk on this beach. I have to walk. And every time, like, my heart was going crazy or I was just like, oh, what am I actually doing? Like, sensing myself, um... I went back to saying to myself, just walk on the beach, just walk on the beach, just walk on the beach. And at the end, she said, I kept seeing you on the beach. And if she had stopped with that, I would have been like, okay, good guess. Because most people's safe spaces is probably the beach or forest or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But she went and said, you're specifically walking on that beach. And I felt like she read my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) she's in my mind. Because I just kept (laughs) saying to myself, keep walking on the beach, keep walking on the beach. So that was a bit weird, That's and and it could be a calculated guess, but it just it felt like she was in my mind just because I kept repeating that. So those would be maybe the two physical things where I was like, hmm, I'm not sold on like the energy part because again, you can't measure it. Yeah, it's very hard. But I'm a spiritual person, so it did give me answers with my anxiety. So. I do feel like I've been extremely anxious the last month, more than I have been for a couple of years. Like my anxiety actually kind of like relaxed a little bit in the last month that shot up. Okay. And there was just like, there's just a lot going on. She also said that I've got a lot of ideas floating around at the moment. And that's so true. Like I've got so many ideas. There's something I want to create, but I'm not seeing how they interconnect with each other at all. Like I'm just not seeing it. And I read a book last week where this guy who was also trying to create something, was like, you know what? I just had a vision one day and I saw it and I knew what my purpose was. And I was like, damn, that's what I need. I wish. Where's my vision? You know, like, what the hell? (laughs) Ready for my vision. Anytime you're ready. And so being someone who is spiritual, I've been meditating on that. I've been saying, show me my vision, show me my purpose. Like, I will say it out every morning and I haven't said it to a single person. I haven't shared this with a single person. And when she came to one of my chakras, she didn't just say, you've got a lot of ideas and you know what you're doing. She said, 
you know exactly what your vision and purpose is. She used those two exact words that I've been meditating on for like a week now and saying, hey, hit me with it. So she called me out. I love you so much, but you're such a fucking hippie. Oh my God. I will put it into the universe and the universe will give it to me. That I believe. I have been meditating on my vision and purpose. Oh Christ. I want to be slapped with it. Yes. I want, I want the vision to fly through the door and bitch slap me. That's what I want. I have all these great ideas. I need to see how they fit together. I just, you know, but... But if I can just... Right there, when you said that, that's so what you said about your heart, that part you just covered, yeah, that that's stood out to me in a huge way because that's a that's a big physical response. That's big. Um, so that took me aback because obviously I didn't feel it, but I was watching it, looked weird. I was like, okay, no cool, healing hands, what what what. But then in the post discussion, she said that, and she said that you're stagnating, and I mean, but she also said that you're a very creative person. Now, this is not a lot to say, given the fact that, you know, we're making a podcast. It's pretty clear that you're a creative person. Duh. Um, but that thing of being, having all of these great ideas and knowing you're going to be great and like you do so much and you're so good at all of it um, and then not knowing which one to proceed with. I've watched that in your life and there's no way on God's green earth that she could have just known that. So that was very interesting to me. I do know that you did say in the beginning of the conversation that you want to be able to have more I don't trust know what in myself. Now, exactly. Yeah, trust in yourself or trust in your abilities. So maybe she drew it from that. But a large point of speaking out about, and you said this to me afterwards, like saying things that you felt you hadn't said before was a big focus. And I didn't even know that, but you said actually that was a big issue for you. Um, and then that thing of being creatively stagnant. So those, those, I mean, those create, because I know you, I was like, oh, damn, okay, cool. So actually, when she said the vision and purpose, she had said it when she was doing my body scan, not at the posting. Yeah. So that's when I first heard it. And I was like, damn, she's calling me out on my excuses, actually. Because <laughs> I just, you know, I think maybe sometimes when you know you want to do something, and you overthink things, you start creating reasons as to why you don't. And I felt like she really did call me out on my bullshit where I was like, oh, okay, I do know what I want to do. Oh, you're probably right. And I'm just making excuses. But yeah, so I do think for someone who is an overthinker, someone who stresses a lot and someone who has anxiety, we do get caught up in our heads. We do get caught up in our feelings and what I think Dr. Sunina did, barring the scanning, maybe that was just the tool to get me to open up, like get me to relax and there was the music. Maybe that was just, you know, lowering my defenses so that we could have our post-conversation where I think she actually helped me sort out a lot of the thoughts that have been bugging me lately. Like you said, um, she said my throat chakra um feels closed like I want to say something but I'm not saying what I want to say because maybe I'm fearful of hurting someone and I had just said yes to something I knew I should have said no to and I knew I had to go back to this person now and say I'm sorry I can't do this and it was freaking me out and I don't like letting people down and I knew what I wanted to say but I was almost fighting it so that I guess that's true because I usually don't know when to say no and yeah. I should and that's maybe what she, 
that reflects to is just learn the power of saying no and when to say no um, and don't hold other people's stuff. So I think it was very therapeutic and just helping me just sort through my thoughts. But if I wasn't open-minded and I didn't embrace the journey and do a little bit of self-reflection in the session, I don't think I would have left with anything. If I just lay there and I didn't really engage with her and she said, oh, purpose and your throat, and I just went, oh, okay, whatever, I wouldn't have got something from it. But because I went, that's interesting. I've wanted to say no to someone and I'm really freaked out about like saying this to them. We got to explore it a little bit more and she's able to give me coping techniques. Like when you feel like that again, try do this, you know, take a couple of breaths and reflect on it or, you know, just make a pros and cons. You know, these are simple, you know, tools and techniques that we can use. But if I didn't open myself up and allow myself to do some inner reflection, I don't know. I will say I am feeling lighter because it has helped me sort out a lot of thoughts that were going on in my mind a lot it has helped me feel a lot more confident in myself and it is like it's just talking about your yeah your emotions and dealing with yeah. them we're not taught how to deal with emotions and yeah. this was a really for me a nice way where it wasn't tell me how you're feeling and now yeah. I must dig into how I'm feeling and I'm just like you're not going to get it anyway to someone just saying well objectively this is kind of what I'm picking up, does that mean anything to you? And that's interesting. You used the word there, therapeutic. And I just adore the use of that word for this particular one because, you know, my partner also struggles with some really bad anxiety. And for me, it looked as though he hates being touched. He doesn't like massages. He doesn't want that form of relaxation. This was a way of, and I know before he goes into his actual therapy sessions, he gets a little bit like, he'll he'll say to me, some days, like, shit, I really just don't want to talk about my feelings. You know, I don't want to. It's tiring. It's tiring. I don't feel like it. Ugh. Anyway, but this looked like a way where you actually stood there. No one was touching your body, so you didn't feel like it was invasive. Um, but you, you got time to just sit in your head, sit with your feelings, sit with those concerns that were that were with you. They were with you the whole time. And then whether or not it was through the healing power of the universe that she came to know about them or through prompts and chatting with you, whatever it may have been, you know, healing power of the universe, all power to it, whatever the case may be, she gave you an opportunity to voice those feelings. So I think therapy is exactly the word I would so use. So exactly that, like you said, your partner and like me as well. I'm the last person to sit down and be like, let me tell you about my feelings. In fact, I let it boil over. I keep it in me. I overthink everything until, you know, it's usually my mom who goes, what the hell is going on? You need to sit down and deal with what is going on because you are, I can just see you're not okay. You're not coping. And yes, I can go to a therapist and we will do an episode on that as well. And very pro therapy myself. But what it did do is I think it just exactly like you said, just put me in a relaxed space where I could drop my walls I didn't have to speak about anything in particular. Dr. Sunaina did not force anything upon me. She just was like, hey, this is what I'm picking up. Do you want to talk about it? And, uh, you know, even if I think if I didn't respond to her, she'll be like, you know, you're, you're not trusting yourself. And she would have still given me a technique and then it would have been up to me 
to go try that technique or not. But she never imposed anything on me, never tried to help me solve anything really or like force myself to solve anything. She was just like, let's see where this goes. Let's see what's going on and just be relaxed. And I think that helps. So here's an interesting one for you, right? So despite the medical fraternity saying that they have no proof, yeah, they can't tell you here or there, there are some antidotes or the research isn't good enough, A, B, C, D, um, everything Dr. Sunaina said about them being very stodgy towards it. I can tell you this, according to an article written this year, more than 800 hospitals in the United States currently offer Reiki services to their patients. In the UK, some medical providers such as hospices and many volunteers provide free of charge as part of their care, Reiki services. Reiki is not considered to be an alternative treatment to medicine, but it is very much considered to be a complementary therapy to help people support in their healing, whether or not that's just in a placebo kind of effect, which some of them say. The National Institute of Health in 2008 found that 1.2 million adults and 161,000 children in the United States had received some kind of energy therapy like uh, Reiki in the previous year. So within a year, in 2008, that's how big this was. It's also on all of the various medical sites that this is a non-contact nature of energy healing that is not harmful. So whether it's for you or not for you, it is not harmful to you. Exactly. I think, you know, I'm pro-science. I'm very pro-science. And I do love understanding how these alternative things actually work on a scientific level. But if it's going to help you, whether you get it or not as to why it helps or doesn't help, and clearly it's helped a lot of people. So if you haven't tried it, and you've been feeling stressed and anxious and a little bit burnt out, I would say give it a shot. There's also different kinds of Reiki. There's 30 different yeah. kinds of Reiki. So what I experienced might be different to what you experienced completely. But, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Go for it. I love that. I think that's a great place for us to end. I hope you guys join us next week when we'll have a fantastic episode. We are Archer on the LinkedIn, on the Instagram Please check us out, send us a mail, whatever it is. Send us a pigeon for heaven's sakes. We want to hear from you. You can stream the show on Spotify, Apple Posts, Pocket Costs, wherever you get your podcasts, really. We would love to hear from you. If you have suggestions of alternatives that you would like us to try, hit us up. We'd love to try it. If you'd had a different experience, we'd love to hear about it. We are open to all of your comms, so please do hit us up. And if you have time and you enjoyed our show, please leave us a little bit of a review. It does help other people find the show. Share us with your friends. Let's find out what works and what doesn't together. 